Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Two Toms, One Ash, where we talk all things NFL fantasy football. We'll kick off by looking at the fantasy headlines from week 12, before diving into how our teams have gone on. Whose turn is it to sound bitter this week? Keep your fantasy tips and questions coming into us at hello at twotomsoneash.com. And if you like what you're listening to, make sure you follow the show to get those downloads automatically. Right, that's enough from just me. On we go. So recapping week 12 headlines... Uh, and let's just point to note that we are recording this on the Monday, so this is before the Colts and Steelers on the Monday night. Um, but Scully, let's come to you first. And, uh, and Miles Sanders, so massive week for the Eagles. I'll try my best not to be biased or have any sort of opinions. But um, but Miles Sanders, tell us about his week. Yeah, good. He ran it a lot, which meant that they didn't throw it a lot, which... Um... <laughs> Wasn't good for me, but uh, but no, he was uh, it was very good. Their running games, very good. I mean, they've got so many people that can do it. Jalen Hurts, I think, ran for over 100 yards in first quarter, which was just ridiculous. Um, which yeah, they're just uh, very very strong behind that offensive line. They can uh, they can hurt you lots and lots of different ways. And this this week against uh, Green Bay, it was mainly on the floor they just ran it all over and Sanders was a big part of that over 140 yards off uh, 20 odd carries two touchdowns got a couple of receptions as well scoring very big with uh, 30 points something like that but uh, yeah good week for for the Eagles good week for Sanders just took everything away from uh, AJ Brown who I needed to have a needed to have a big game he only got six targets four receptions 46 yards and one touchdown uh fumbled it as well which probably cost me a little bit but um yeah it just wasn't wasn't targeted enough and they were just very very good on the on the ground and uh, sanders yeah big part of that yeah and you're right i think that the one thing that you said there so that that offensive line <clears throat> it just kind of lets them let seagulls do whatever they want really doesn't it like if if the Packers are opening up and a bit soft in the middle as they were, just run it all game, whether it's running down the clock or or whatnot, or if not, and if it turns out that the the cornerbacks are sitting off a little bit, then it might be AJ Brown that does have a good game, or it might be um, Devonta Smith. Obviously, Goddard's out now, but but it, but there's a few weapons there, uh, and even with even with Sanders, he's clearly the number one running back for the Eagles. But Boston Scott, Kenny Gamewell. They often have equally or, or not far off decent games as well. So, so yes, yeah, so hopefully for the Eagles' sake that they're, they're a little bit flexible when it comes to depending on who they play come up against in the playoffs. Um, and if needs be, then like you say, we can just you can just run it and run out the clock um, and just beat an opponent that way. But but yeah, huge week for Sanders. I mean, um, what um, what running back is he now? Because he he's had what two big weeks I think uh, so far this season uh, one extra on top of that that he's scored pretty highly but other than that he's inconsistent and this yeah. is why I, I've actually picked him up this season and then traded him back out and I, 
part of that trade I acquired AJ Brown because I thought that he's possibly going to have a little bit more upside. And again, for, for me so, so far, he's been kind of consistently around about 12, 13 points. So, um, yeah, yeah no, so Sanders is, is, yeah, he's running back ranked 19th, which, yeah, I could have probably called that, that, that he's a, he's a good running back, very good running back, but yeah, he's not, he's not leaned on like a, like a Derek Henry or even Mixon or someone like that, where it's clearly he's the running back, there's a run game. He's just a, he's a good option if Hertz wants to pass it off or dump it off. But if not, there's a couple of others in the backfield there. Or or obviously Hertz just, just just takes it himself. Yeah, Hertz is definitely the big big reason why he's maybe not up there putting those numbers up because he he uh, he puts up some silly numbers, doesn't he? Uh, in terms of rushing for himself, so yeah. uh, and a lot of it's not just a scramble. A lot of them are design plays. I mean, he he put up over 150 yards rushing this this week, didn't he? Uh, alone, yeah. Hertz. So. If your quarterback's doing that, he, he's going to take up a, quite a big share of uh, of what the running back would be doing. I think outside yeah. of Hurts, there's not much fantasy value in anybody in the uh, Eagles' offense. Really, they're that they score that inconsistently because, like we've said, they can hurt you loads of different ways, loads of different people to go to, whether it's on the ground, in the air. That they spread it out that much, apart from obviously consistently, because any kind of broken play any kind of gap hurts us through it so he's the only one that really you can you can rely on fantasy wise um yeah last time i probably trade or draft for an eagles offensive person <laughs> yeah I, th- I think goddard would have been I, I remember trying to trade for him uh while he was still fit uh goddard had some good value but um but but since he's been out since he's been injured the two backup tight ends have played kind of 50 50 on the snaps but neither even had a catch um, at the weekend. So, so yeah, it's a complete change of game plan when it comes to how impactful Goddard was um, versus versus what these two are now. So, so yeah, I, I'd agree. I think if you're struggling for any sort of receiver, then, yeah, AJ Brown-Smith, start if you have to. But, but yeah, it's, it's not going to be a consistent 15, 20 points a game, that's for sure. Uh, Charlie, and we'll come up to you then. So... Um, which other player do you want to pick out for this last week's games? So, in terms of wide receiver, uh, looking at uh, one of Brady's main targets, who was uh, Chris Godwin. I mean, he's he's got a plethora of wide receivers available to him, uh, but it's um, that this week Chris Godwin was um, a massive part of that he seemed to be his go-to guy um brady's completed catches uh, completed passes so he he attempted i think it was 40 something 43 passes 29 completed so of those 29 completed passes 12 of those uh were to uh were to godwin so it's it's over 40 percent of those completed passes going to him so in a game where it was a bit of a strange one, really, because if you look at that, uh, you look at what Brady scored um, in terms of twenty-two. It's, it's that's it's not a low-scoring um, game for a quarterback. Uh, they got White going in the running game. 
um, who I know scored well for you, Ash, uh, in our little matchup. But um, they seem to be getting the the ground game going with him. He was involved in the the passing game as well, um, and they they seemed to be sort of getting things going a little bit. And then it it does seem to stall. Um, but yeah, Godwin was definitely the uh, the the main target for Brady in terms of any throwing, uh, 110 receiving yards uh, and a touchdown. So, yeah, big big game from him. Um, but it's whether that will be consistent for fantasy managers going forward because of the plethora of talent they've got on there. Obviously, Mike Evans, Julio Jones uh, coming back fit. So it could just be a bit of a lottery as to who benefits week by week, whether it will be that one guy that he goes to and, and puts up that sort of those sort of numbers, 40% uh, completions to, to one man uh, with that much talent, or whether it gets spread out on a, uh, on the, the weeks going into the uh, end of the season. Yeah, it seems like the Bucks missed Godwin really at the start of the season, didn't they, just as a whole. So not only getting off to a bit of a slow start, but also Mike Evans as well, kind of they knew that he was the main guy. Russell Gage didn't really do anything. Julio Jones was unfit to start with and and the tight ends as well didn't really do too much so Godwin coming back in and playing like he has done I mean that puts the books top of the NFC South at five and six so it, it feels as if kind of obviously on the back of the Germany game as well I know they lost in overtime so that'll be a tough loss for Brady in the books but um but the books are starting to get things together a little bit Fournette was out injured so once he's back Maybe for similar reasons why and Fournette probably fantasy value dropped a little bit because they might just share the backfield. But for the books as a whole, it feels as if they're getting things rolling and and they might even squeeze into the playoffs with an even record or slightly above even record if they can. I know I've um, slagged off Joe Woods quite a bit this this season and I still think he probably needs to go. But um, they they got it right this week, I think, of... They did a really, really good job, our secondary. Um, I think that our rookie, I think he was second, third round pick, uh, Emerson, was did a great job on Evans. And I think that's part of the reason he did nothing. And probably a lot of it went to Godwin or the completions went to Godwin. So and I think uh, part of it, yeah, absolutely, is that Evans is coming back a little bit. Um, Godwin's had a, had a good game, but I'll give credit where credit's due, and I think the Browns' defence this week stepped up a little bit. Yeah, it's a massive win for the Browns, isn't it? And like, we are losing, I think, going into the last couple of minutes, or or certainly no more. You weren't winning, were you? So to come back and and squeeze yeah, so it over the line. Yeah, I read something earlier where it said um, apparently Tom Brady over his whole career where he's been winning by seven points or more going into the last two minutes of a game has never lost. So that's obviously <laughs> changed a little bit. So yeah. um, that's usually a stat as well, but definitely goes against the Browns. So it's nice to see it go in our favour for once. And what a beautiful send-off for Jacoby. And uh, Watson starts next week, right? Like there's, there's no doubt that he doesn't start against the Texans. No, that's it. It's been said from the start. So it's uh, Watson as soon as he can play, he's back in. But absolutely, he's been he's been brilliant. He's um, led us to be a top five offense in in the twelve games that he's played, which is excellent considering how how poor the offense was was last season. 
is leaving as a top 10 quarterback this season. I think he's definitely, definitely took um, took hold of his, I don't know, chance, whatever chance it is, second chance, third chance, whatever, last chance, uh, to prove that he can be a starting quarterback in this league with, with both hands. So uh, whether next season somebody takes a, a bit of a chance on him or he could be that bit of a bridge starting quarterback until somebody else picks somebody up in the draft a little, little bit later on or someone takes a chance on him and invests a little bit in him. It's yet to be seen, but he's done his uh, chances and, and reputation now arm, in my opinion. And he's, he's actually led the team. He's been brilliant from what you can see around the around the facility, around the dressing room, and how he's brought the team together, um, hold himself in great stead, in my opinion. So, no, really, really happy with what he's done since he's come in. Yeah, no doubt. And that 4-7 and seven record could have quite easily been um, had, had a few more wins on there, I think, a couple of really close losses. Um, but but moving our attention then to quarterbacks, um, and I just want to touch on Justin Herbert this week. So he was the highest scoring quarterback with 34 points against the Cardinals, um, threw for three touchdowns to Eckler, Carter and Keenan Allen on his return as well. Um, so... I think he was up there at the start of the season in terms of who who were the top quarterbacks projected to be in fantasy up there with Mahomes. Uh, for good reason, I guess some real weapons and young quarterback, great offense, go for it on fourth down, that sort of thing. Um, he's had his hands tied behind his back a little bit with Allen injured, uh, Mike Williams been injured a little bit as well, so, so not helped. Um, but overall, he's ranked 11th among quarterbacks with 21 points per game. Um, I mean, and looking at his scores throughout the season, really, rather than kind of an average of 21 because the majority have been around there, most of his points have been around the 15-point mark. Um, and then he's had a, a few games that are 25 and then started out the season with a couple of 29-point games. So so a great week that he's just had uh, against the Cardinals. I think if you if you kind of rank him alongside someone you'd class as similar, I'd probably class that as someone like Burrow, who's ranked fourth, averaging 26 points a game. So not a huge amount. Um, the games, the matchups that you're in might sway slightly one way or another, the difference between an averaging of 21 points or 26 points a game. Um but for him, a couple of great matchups coming up against the Raiders and the Dolphins as well, who don't tend to perform well against the quarterbacks, or the quarterbacks, should I say, score well against those two defences. So, so yeah, so Herbert himself looks like he's, he's on his way back, and like I say, Mike Williams still to come back from injury as well. Um, it looks as if the Chargers are, are on the way back, hopefully, in, in a pretty poor division, um, even though the Broncos, as poor as they are, do have a pretty stellar defence. Um, Scully, I know you've got Eckler, and we'll talk about your team in a second. But um, but Herbert Eckler, Eckler's kind of a, a dead cert to start every weekend, and nailed on for a, a good amount of points every week, isn't he? The interesting thing about this week is the fact that Eckler had five attempts rushing and only twenty yards. He still so he still scored twenty five points in fantasy, and that's because wow. he had fifteen targets, eleven receptions for sixty yards, and a touchdown. So, <laughs> like their their running game was non non existent, but they just did it through the air. So, um, yeah, which I was quite worried about to be honest uh, when I saw Herbert score, etc. But no, reflected reflected well for Eckler in uh, in the passing game. So if they continue with that, yeah, absolutely. 
fantastic for uh, for me going forward. In fairness, for for the Chargers, they've not really had much of a running game all year. <clears throat> Although Eckler's been scoring well for you, Scully, um and and anybody else who's got him, the in terms of rushing yards, they're, they're pretty dire numbers. Uh, without him involved in the passing game, he's not somebody you would want. Um, and I don't see that really changing. They're not going to. Uh, now think oh let's try and start getting this running game going they're gonna just carry on the way they were and i, w- I watched the game yesterday and it was a it was a bit of a strange one a bit of a slow starter in terms of the charges they uh they seem to have a few three and outs and uh didn't really seem to be getting much going uh and the cardinals on the other hand seem to to sort of come out all all guns blazing and uh and, and scored and it looked like it was potentially going to be another one of those games for for Herbert, where it was a a relatively low scoring game for a quarterback, sort of a, a mid teens uh, score, and then it just seemed to get going for them um, later in the game, um, and they, they came good. Obviously, ended up uh, going for it um, last play for them. Went for the two point and and uh, and they got that in. Obviously, that scores him some points, gets, uh, and gets them the win. So uh, yeah, it was it was a bit of a, a strange one, but I think it, they'll just stick with with what's with what they know. They're not going to change anything now. So I think Eckler, although they don't have a running game, still features because of how much he gets in terms of uh, passing. Absolutely. I mean, that's where I've just checked and. He's only had two games where he's had over 15 attempts rushing. And he's only had two games, sorry, three games, that he's got over 60 yards rushing. Um, One of them being against the Browns where he got 173 yards. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely on the Browns' defence. Rushing, rushing, yeah. Yeah, that's Browns' rush defence, not (laughs) Chargers' offence. Absolutely, it's, I think it's the same with anybody. Isn't it? You, you Probably a backwards pass as well. Rather than but, but crazy to say he scored tw- 255 points. So yeah. he scored huge, and like Tom says, off the off the passing game, maybe. So looking back on week 12 so far, again... The, uh, the Colts and Steelers haven't yet played, um, but that shouldn't make a difference to our individual scores against each other um, for the overall totals. So, Charlie, still to play Pittman, which we will definitely come on to in a minute, but currently on 113 points. Um, I finished for the week and on 137 points, uh, and we are up against each other. Um, but Scully, you finished on 158 points, so a massive lead, and I'm pretty sure that unless Pittman scores about six touchdowns, then then you will have won out of the three of us. So that takes our overall records to, to you up to three, Scully, me on four wins, and then Charlie uh, leading the way still with five. Um, but Scully, for you, so so you, you're 158, but, I mean, it's not news to you, but maybe everybody else, but you lost, taking your record to seven and five, which, uh, which funny enough, same as Commanders, which I don't know if so far you'd make that a... Successful season or not, but um, but yeah, so so you lost by a nail biting, gutting eight points. 
With 158, massive, incredible, great score, but a loss all the same. So talk us through that first. Yeah, honestly, I'd have been much happier sat here just scraping a win with 90 points over 85 points and you having to go at me for never scoring enough points. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, gutted. It was one of them where initially I was predicted to lose by a little bit. I mean, James has got an incredible team and um, he's, he's usually predicted to, to hammer most sides. So coming out of the, the Thanksgiving games, I think I was sat there really happy. Um, predicted 150 odd points. James predicted about 130 points. So really in a comfortable position after big games from St. Brown, Schultz, um, and um, Stevenson as well. So, again, St. Brown's had a couple of consistent weeks for me. Schultz is starting to, to look good. He got two touchdowns. Stevenson's just been really, really consistent. And I thought that were going to pave the way for, for another victory and go top of, top of my division and uh, looking good for somebody to find that playoff spot. But Josh Jacobs, um, mm. what, a, what a prick. <laughs> can, we, can I just also interrupt and add as well then that at probably I don't know five fifty nine last night before the kickoffs you must have realised that he was starting Jamar Chase and uh, and, and as we all do probably kept quiet and yeah let him start Chase even though he's not playing so so James did have Chase playing as well and still managed to score more than that which I mean I don't that know. just Makes it more heartbreaking. I don't know. I don't know how that makes me feel because that mean for me it just feels there's nothing I could have done about that. I started every one of my selections was right. Dropping Daniel James and putting uh, David Carr in, right decision. Um, I had no one on no one on my bench that did anything. Everybody in my team performed well. My kicker double digits. Uh, my tight end almost 20 points. My defence, I mean, Ravens capitulated against uh, Jacksonville. I mean, if Trevor Lawrence turns up and does that every week, it could be amazing, but he'll probably go hiding now for till the rest of the season. But, um, yeah, he happened to do it against against my defence, which is a little bit heartbreaking. Um, yeah, everyone, everyone scored really well. AJ Brown, like I said, really didn't do anything. Didn't have too many targets, scored a touchdown, did have one fumble, which could have let me down a little bit. David Carr had two interceptions, which, again, hurt me a little bit. Um, if, if those couple of things don't happen, maybe I, I claw back a couple of them eight points. But, like you say, he, he didn't start Chase, and he still scored 166 points, so I don't think there's much I could have done about that. So it's one of them that you just have to take on the chin and... Um, yeah, it's two week two weeks in a row though for me where I've scored pretty good scores and I've scored better than you two both weeks, which has uh, not happened <laughs> all season. So um, I'm I'm heading in the right direction at least. Yeah, and and do you know what? It, it feels like with our with our playoff picture at the minute that there's gonna that it's very 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 close and there's gonna be teams that maybe don't make the playoffs um, because of the points scored. So if nothing else, you've had a, a couple of losses maybe, but but the points scored is definitely going in your favour, which is, which is almost 
I guess, like a win if it comes down to it and if it needs to be um, it, when it comes down to that playoff picture. But but again, still got better records than both of us right now. Um, so for us, so me and you, Charlie, we were up against each other and, and you were predicted to outscore me pretty much the whole time. Um, so let's just paint the picture at the minute. Yeah, so you're on 113 points, I'm on 137 and you've got Pittman to play tonight, which by the time this gets recorded, published, live, that will have finished and it will have played. So if he scored 23 points, 24 points, then you will have won. So it's um, so yeah, it's a, it's a tough one to look at at the minute. Um, I'd still rather be in my position, I think. I mean, Pittman, he definitely can score that and I'm not confident at all, but I think I'd still rather be in my position at the minute. Um, as for my scorers, so my running backs were Richard White and Pirine for the Bengals, which ordinarily you wouldn't have said they're going to score any sort of points. But with Mixon out and Fournette out, uh, White's been coming into it quite a bit more for the Bucks. So, so both starting clear starting running backs for both of their teams. Um, and what else do they have? So Boyd and, da- and Gabe Davis for the Bills. So both scored single digits. They could have done with scoring a few more. Decided to to bench Debo um, just based on that hamstring injury. And and just a 49 49ers offense overall. Really, it's feeling a little bit, a little bit like the Eagles, as we've already mentioned. Really, that apart from McCaffrey, the others could score twenty odd points, but they could also get one or two targets, and and then that's about it. There's that many weapons. It feels. Um, but Charlie, so your team so far, so apart from Pittman, um. All scored, all scored well. And looking at it, it looks like they scored there or thereabouts what they were projected. So, again, so far, looks like they're doing well. No one outscored, outperformed, or no one underperformed necessarily. But so far, so good. I think the big um, annoyance for me was um, the Dolphins benching Tua <clears throat> when they took that 30-point lead. Um, so whether that's down to Houston being absolute garbage and they, they just didn't think they were going to do anything um, because, well, the, the that was just the end of the game for me and and that, I think that's where it collapsed because, uh, you're right, I was, do, I was dominating in terms of what I'd put up. So just from the Thanksgiving games, Diggs had got me 21.7. Uh, and then from the first half of uh, that Miami game, which was the I only had two players from that early early round of kickoffs, uh, which was Tua and Waddle, um, and they both put up some good numbers in the first half. Um, but the fact that they were ben- that Tua was benched, that sort of finished. Well, it finished his game obviously, but it seemed to finish Waddle's game as well because um, the backup just was absolutely atrocious. Mm. three and out three and out three and out three and out so um yeah that sort of destroyed my game and it just seems to be standard with i've spoke about it see people play me and they seem to put the best scores i think this is your third high score of the season um so of course it is against me with two running backs who let's face it have not they're, they're never going to put those numbers up again um p ryan and y yeah the white's maybe coming through and getting a bit more, but he's, he's not going to be putting up nearly 20 points uh, every week. So when you're putting up those numbers with two nothing running backs, I mean, 
just looking at your scores in terms of comparison, your defence and your kicker uh, have, have done you the big favours, it seems like to me. You, kicker Nick Falk got you 14 points. 49ers obviously held out the um, Saints, which you've ended up scoring 15, is it? 15 points, yeah, from your defence. Um, yeah, I just need a massive game from Pittman tonight. Uh he did it get game week one, he did it game week six, so following that trend, he should smash it. Game week 12, Steelers secondary are going to do me a favour, my own team, they're going to get destroyed in that secondary, Pittman's going to get two touchdowns, and I'm going to come away with a win, and he's going to get 26 points, and I'm going to wake up in the morning happy for once. <laughs> See it now, you are, yeah, Pittman gets 26 points, a uh, few touchdowns, and then a Steelers win. Um, yeah, that'd, that'd be perfect. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. yeah, we'll have that. I'll uh, I'll book that in, please, for this evening. Yeah, we'll see. Let's hope not. But, um... That point you just made about Tua as well, it's just reminded me that um, our James has got Hill and uh, they took him off at half-time and he'd already got 15 points. So can you imagine if they'd knocked Tua out <laughs> and they knocked up Hill, how much James probably would have scored against me. Yeah, maybe then. Yeah, maybe looking at it like that. Um, and, and just to kind of round off what we what we started talking about last week coming up to our trade deadline. So I made a couple of, couple of trades on, on deadline day. So I picked up Gus Edwards off waivers and then traded, or someone offered me the trade for Gus Edwards for P. Ryan. Um, whether that's because they spotted that Mixon was doubtful, I think, at the time on Friday. Um, and, and for me, I think Gus Edwards better longer term, but P. Ryan, I could have done with it. I need the wins now, really, so so went for that. Uh, and then the other one that I traded for, I traded away Michael Gallup for the Cowboys and traded him for Cooper Cup, which I know is on IR, and I know that he's unlikely to play the rest of this season. However, I was I was on the verge of just dropping Gallup anyway. So I guess if, if Cup does come in and he does play the last week, uh, and up until then anyway, he can just sit on the reserves bench even and not even take up a roster spot. So one or two things there. Looking back on the feed, I can't see that you boys made any trades. I think one or two waiver pickups last week, as, as normal as we do. But no, no trades at all last week, I don't think. I tried. Uh, Okay, I was going to say, was that intentional or is that that yeah, not for the one to try and then? So, who were you trying for? On, on, with, I'm quite happy with the strength of, t- of my my team in terms of uh, all positions apart from tight end. Uh, obviously, Waller didn't perform this year. He's on IR, and um, I, I don't know whether he'll be back before the end of the season or whether he'll be there for the playoffs or not. So, I just wanted to strengthen in that position. So. I was trying to pick Kittle up because the guy who's got Kittle currently has Travis Kelsey, so he's never going to play Kittle over Kelsey. So was trying to go down the road of he's only going to sit on your bench and do nothing, but let's face it, this week he didn't score particularly great anyway. He's only 5.6 points, so... But yeah, that's where I was trying to strengthen. Um, I think he's got a higher ceiling, but um, with the other stars that they've got on the 49ers offense maybe a lower floor uh than Aiden Hurst but yeah I'm gonna have to I, I made a bit of a stinker this week and went for um Everett Gerald Everett for the Chargers over Hayden Hurst who 
Hurst scored 11.7, Everett only scored 7.8, which was bolstered by that two-point conversion at the end, um, which which picked him up a couple of points to to narrow the gap. But yeah, it was to try and strengthen at that position, um, and I was trying to trade away without losing uh, big. So uh, potentially Pacheco, who I wouldn't have started over my other three running backs, but could still add some value for people. I think he got 15.6 points this week, so uh, good week for him. Uh, so I wasn't trying to fleece fleece him, uh, but trying to give him some value that wasn't potentially going to cost me uh, as well. Yeah, I think yeah, I, I think I might have tried, tried to trade for Kittle as well for the same reason. I ain't got a tight end, but whether it was his idea just to, I guess, just to not strengthen anybody else as much as to trying to strengthen his own bench, maybe. Scully, did you try for anyone? Anything in the in the offering? I think just what we discussed last week, um, I revisited Tom on Kenneth Walker for AJ Brown, and um, he changed his mind by that point, which is fair enough, and I think we're both, both pretty content with, with both players on each other's rosters at the moment. The only um, one that I did receive was a, a typical trade request. I don't need to tell you what it was from, but I got offered <laughs> Alan Lazard for Eckler or something, yeah, some, yeah. something like that. And obviously that that was one which I had to think really, really hard about. But uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm quite happy last week. Like I said, I weren't going to make any deadline day deals or anything. Quite content with my team. We're headed in the right direction. So it'll just be a case of having to pick people off waivers if if needed but uh, no nothing nothing do he could have done with Eckler this week having a stinker 73 points he can't even break 100 poor lad So moving on, and let's have a look at uh, at a few players. So a quarterback, a running back, and a wide receiver that we are suggesting you start this week. Uh, Charlie, I'll come to you first, and uh, and you are on the wide receivers. Who are you suggesting? So this guy had a big game this week, uh, change a quarterback, uh, which seemed to work for him. Uh, Mike White uh, came in for the Jets, and uh, yeah, he seemed to get things going really well with Garrett Wilson so uh, yeah I'm going to start Garrett Wilson uh, this week He uh, they've got a good match up against the Minnesota Vikings who do give up points to wide receivers so uh, secondary will uh, will probably give him some space if you can replicate what he did this week 26.4 points this week two touchdowns uh, 95 yards I know one of those it was five catches um, one of those catches was uh, for one of the touchdowns, about 40-odd yards, 30-odd um, yards through the air from White, found him, and uh, Wilson did the rest. So, yeah, he seemed to get things going with him. So, if White stays in for the Jets, which I can't see why he wouldn't uh, after after this week, um, putting up a big win against the, the... Yeah, it was the Bears, and the Bears didn't have fields they didn't they, they, they've banged up aren't they but still 31 points to 10 uh garrett wilson this week off the charts yeah absolutely and yeah flying mike white isn't he that i think he, he's played well when he's played in the past he's just not been poster boy he's not been the number one so he's not stayed in 
Um, I think I think some of the commentators were saying around if Mike White can lead the Jets to the playoffs. I mean, he's taken over six, a six and four team. He's not necessarily turning them round, but um, but I think without Zach Wilson and with half a decent quarterback. They could be very, very good the way that they are on on defense and then on offense. Uh, not to mention Garrett Wilson, but what Elijah Moore Davis is is not bad. They've got Michael Carter, James Robinson, Brees Hall's obviously gone off injured, so they've got a few a few playmakers there. Um, just a tough di- division that they're in, I guess, with the Dolphins having a great season, Bills being the Bills, and the Patriots always hanging around. Um, but Garrett Wilson, absolutely. He's there's been a few standout wide receivers, which there was coming out of the draft. But especially as the season's prolonged, what you trade on Burks, Drake, London, um, there's been some very good ones. But Garrett Wilson's right up there with the rest of them. Uh, I'll go next, and I'll pick out a quarterback and Scully's favourite, Trevor Lawrence. So, your boy T Law. It got the Lions this week, which I realise is a bit of a cop-out. A lot of the starts that we suggest are versus the Lions. However, someone like Trevor Lawrence, so he's the 14th ranked quarterback overall. Now, if you take out two games that he's had where he's only scored single digits, which I know you can't fully discount, but you take out of those, he's putting up scores of 30 points, 22 points, 31, 26, 24 fantasy points, that is. Um... Looking across the stats on NFL.com, only 60% of teams have got Lawrence on their roster and only 15% of those are starting him. So again, I guess he's outside of that top 12 in fantasy ranking, so understandable to a point. Um, but as we as we know, so Charlie, I know you've got Etienne, he went down early at the weekend, but Hasty stepped in and did very well. They've picked up Henderson as well at running back from the Rams. So whether that's anything that will play a factor into it, He's passing, he's throwing between 30 and 40 passes every single game. So he's not, I'm not going to pretend he's becoming a superstar this season, but I think he's steadily doing very well. It's a lot better than the, the Jags' red record suggests. Um, I guess a head coach like Doug Peterson, I think they're going in the, direct, the right direction overall as a team. Um, so yeah, I think the way, that, the way that they're going, the form that Lawrence is in and up against the Lions... I think uh, I think he's going to do very well and score at least at least twenty five points this week. Yeah, I, I, I like just... Lawrence. Go on, sorry, Scully. No, no, it's, it's, uh, I was going to say what uh, just pick up on what Ash has just said about Doug Peterson. I think he's been massive for for that change and in understanding quarterbacks, been a massive support for uh, for Lawrence in probably his development. I still just think he needs to kick on a little bit more. If he's going to be what he was meant to be coming out of the draft, is I don't know. He just don't come across as the a leader as such. I mean, I could be completely wrong. He could be doing it in his own way, but um, he's a little bit, it's still a little bit hit and miss for me. And I think he should be showing what he showed this week. I mean, he was fantastic this week against against a good defense as well. That I've mentioned, he put. <laughs> I had that defense in. He, he annihilated them, um, and he was fantastic. Led that comeback, etc. So he just needs to do that more often than not. Not one every three, four games. It needs to be more consistent. But he's definitely, he's definitely getting better. And I know I've called him a bust in the past. Um, 
I don't think he is. I think he's just going to get better. I think he's in a better situation now, completely different situation to what it was last year. And um, I mean, if you compare him to to Zach Wilson that we've mentioned, um, you were just talking about Garrett Wilson. Uh, look at what having a good quarterback does to a good receiver. And um, Garrett Wilson is is obviously feeding off that now. He was a lot better under um, who was the other one. Flacco, Flacco started, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, it was a lot better under under Flacco Wilson. The receivers were a lot better since since Zach uh, Zach Wilson's come in. I mean, you just need to see what's happening. He can't get his feet right. He's handing it off when it's a it's a throwing play. Is just there's there's something really really not right about that situation, that quarterback situation. But uh, but no, coming back onto Jacksonville, a lot better situation. Um, than they were last year, and it's looking good for Lawrence. Yeah, I think it'll be an interesting matchup this week against the Lions because obviously both Jacksonville and uh, Detroit, both four and seven, but they've had they've been involved in games where it could have gone either way. They've they've seemed to have had a very similar season. Obviously, they've both got the same record, but games that have just been taken away from them at the end of the, uh, the fourth quarter, and they both seem to be teams that. Are on the brink, um, the 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 nearly teams, if you know what I mean. They're, they're almost there. They're almost getting to the uh, to get that win, and and they could quite both easily be seven and four um, the way they've played this year. So it'll be an interesting matchup this week. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to think Lawrence um, takes a bit of confidence out of that win against. Baltimore, especially his, his performance in that fourth quarter uh, and for that final drive as well. So uh, going up a, against a Lions defence this week who should be an easier matchup for him. Um, yeah, hopefully he can take that confidence forward and, uh, and and score big this week. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Um, and Scully, round it off. Which running back are you suggesting we start? So I'm going for a running back that I've got and um and that I I quite like. I think he's gonna be I think he's gonna be a star and he was he was doing really well when uh, Cordell Patterson was, was out for a little bit and obviously he's he's still doing well, he's still really efficient. I think he's averaging roughly just under five yards a carry. Uh, he's not getting as much work rate as um as he as he was when Patterson was out obviously because he's now sharing sharing those snaps and I think Patterson gets a lot more of the the more scoring opportunities. Uh, but I like Tyler Al- Algier, if that's how you pronounce it. I think he's good. Like I said, I think he's going to be uh, an absolute star and he's one that could either score five points, something like that, or he could post a, a decent score like he has on a couple of occasions this season. And... Um, I know they're going up against Pittsburgh that are a bit susceptible to um, to the run and um, they can they can leave some holes and he seems to be the one that seems to get some of those those carries a little bit fervid in in their own half so I think he could uh, have a couple of breakout plays this week and I'm hoping so anyway against against that lot and uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I like him. Just think he's think he's really good. Think he's going to be really, really good as well. And um, yeah, I think he could have a he could have a big week this week. 
He's more long term for the Falcons, definitely. Into I know yeah. Patterson's, well, Patterson's, I guess, aging slightly anyway, but um, as as well as he does in fantasy, as a as a running back slash wide receiver, really, Patterson, he's not your long term. He's not your stalwart at running back. So. Uh, yeah, so Algiers definitely is that, and the Falcons. I guess similar to Detroit and Jacksonville, as you mentioned, five and seven, and and in that poor NFC South, they are on the brink of the playoffs. And I think they've had some close wins, close losses, um, a close loss at the weekend, just gone with that kind of last second interception thrown by Mariota. Um, so so Algiers, yeah, absolutely, totally agree. I think if Patterson's off it. And and they decide to just just kind of hand the ball off and run it. Then he's the one that they're going to go to, and he's the one that is going to score big for them. Uh, maybe maybe against the Steelers in a short week for them. I'm defending the Steelers here. I can't see it happening. TJ Watt's back in that defense. They're they're a lot stronger against the run with him. Were shocking in the secondary. So the only way Algier scores any points this coming week is if they start throwing the ball to him. And based on his figures over this season. He's only had one game. Uh, sorry, two games where he's had more than one uh, target in the receiving, uh, and he had three in both of those. Although in his defence, every time he has been thrown the ball, which is one, two, three, four, uh, ten times, he's caught it every time. So he does catch <laughs> it if they throw Good it. Good hands. Him. <laughs> but, oh, he's only had ten catches for the whole season. So unless they change it up and start throwing him the ball. He's going to have a massive flop against the Steelers this week. So I'm going against you on this one, Scully. That's fair enough. I'm uh, I'm willing it to happen, mate. It's happening. Does that mean you're starting him, Scully, this week coming up? I mean, I won't go that far. (laughs) (laughs) Just that plethora of running backs that you've got on your roster. That's it. That's the only only, reason why. That's the only reason. Otherwise, absolutely, I'd be uh, be starting him. 